Welcome to this edition of Hindsight is Horrifying, the show where three mostly normal and somewhat cynical adults discuss life as members of the TV generation. Now here are your hosts, Darth Jader, Jason Mitchell and Adam B. Hello and welcome back to Hindsight is Horrifying. Yes, yes, yes. yes. That was good. We've got a brand new episode for you this week and we have a special guest in the studio who's returning for another episode. Can you believe somebody came back? I mean, this one kept coming back to the point where we had to make him a permanent fixture. So, yeah, I can, as a matter of fact. There, now we can see you better. We're professionals. I just didn't turn down that kind of money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I forgot to mention that to you guys. We owe him a lot of money. (laughs) You owe him. (laughs) Uh, We are back. We are back, and we are continuing our trip through the 1980s. And uh, we're, uh, we're already up to, this is what, 86? I think yes. this was 1986. Yeah, 1986. Um, and uh, we th- this is this is a real treat because not only do we have a movie, but we have a very interesting perspective on the movie. What? Jeremy, why don't you tell us what we uh, what we're going to be watching tonight? We are going to be watching um, one of my favorite movies from the 1980s. We're watching Heartbreak Ridge. Sergeant Tom Gunny Highway. Congressional Medal of Honor winner, over 30 years in the Marine Corps. His battles never end. I think war's just been declared. Why don't you just sit there and bleed a while before you taste some real pain? I get told a rock and roller. Shut your face, hippie. You say hippie, man? Ain't been no hippies running for centuries, man. You been freeze-dried or doing a hard time? Bad whiskey, bad sex, and bad men, I never forget. You didn't talk dirty like that when we were married. (laughs) Always, only you were never there to hear it. Well, I ask for Marines, the division sends me relics. You men do not Recon platoon kicks butt. Ow. God, you ladies think you can slip and slide. You're gonna start acting like Marines right now. Who invited you? I'm not doing this because I want to take long showers with you, and I don't want to get my head shot off in some faraway land because you don't habla, comprende? Gunny, my weapon's jammed. What's your name, Marine? Lance Corporal Forgetty, Gunny. Shouldn't litter, Faggetty. This is the AK-47 assault rifle, the preferred weapon of your enemy. And it makes a distinctive sound when fired at you. So remember it. Strip off those t-shirts. Gunny, we're all the same. The same as me? How the hell are we supposed to know what kind you of t-shirt? You improvise, you overcome, you adapt. Now get off those damn t-shirts now. First for two win. How do you figure? The man cheated. I said he improvised. He cheated! He adapted, he overcame. I'll put my life takers and heartbreakers up against anyone, any place, at any time. We're going to war, Ben. To the island of Grenada to assist in rescuing American citizens there. Get on your feet, Highway! With all due respect, sir, you're beginning to bore the hell out of me. Clint Eastwood, Heartbreak Ridge. Which is a Clint Eastwood film. 
Yeah. And, um, starred and directed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Produced. Directed and produced, yep. starred, directed. Didn't yeah, write that, it, but yeah. No. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's one of my favorites because I was a Marine. Not only was I a Marine, but I was a reconnaissance Marine. And this movie is inaccurate and hilarious as it can be at times is yeah. a very beloved movie in the, in the reconnaissance community. Okay, so See, I find that so fascinating because like watching it, 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 it's, well, first of all, it's got Mario Van Peebles in it. So right away, <laughs> right away, they abandoned any chance of making it like a realistic movie. Yeah. Uh, although he does have magic powers. He can play an electric guitar that isn't plugged in. He's the which, Ayatollah of rock and roller. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> he's in pretty good shape. I, he's in oh, Marine yeah. Corps oh, shape. Cut. That's yeah. for sure. He's he was cut. a young man. He was a young man. Every unit has that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Right, so before we yeah. move on, so not all of our hindsighters <laughs> are going to be quite as knowledgeable about uh, Marines, Navy, any of that. So what's the difference? between a Marine and a recon Marine? Well, a recon Marine is a Marine, of course, but um, <clears throat> a reconnaissance Marine, it's, 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 a, it's a different kind of mission. It's small unit tactics. Um, generally, now we're going back. I was in the Marine Corps from 90 to 96. Mm -hmm. Things have changed a little bit since Just then. But I can give you some, uh, a lot of perspective from that time period, a little bit of, time, of, of perspective from now. It's still um, more recent than 1986. True, so. true, <laughs> true. Yes. Uh, reconnaissance Marines, um, typically they do intelligence gathering ahead of the landing force. Now, when I was in the Marine Corps, you had um, two different kinds of uh, reconnaissance Marines. You had, uh, you had battalion reconnaissance, first, second, third recon battalion, you had, and you had force reconnaissance. And <clears throat> battalion recon are the guys who... They, they go a few miles into the hinterland. They, they just kind of stay right ahead of the landing force, you know, as it moves inward. <clears throat> force reconnaissance guys are the ones who they can be inserted deep behind enemy lines, well ahead of the landing, maybe a week or two ahead. And they, you know, gather intelligence deep inside enemy territory. Okay. Um, so extremely dangerous. Can, it can yeah. be, you know, um, you know, I did a lot of stuff um, um, when we were in Bosnia and um, Somalia and stuff. But um, people would ask me if you know if it was if, it, if I ever got shot at or anything like that. And I'm like, no, because <laughs> if not you, even during training yeah, with an AK-47. Yeah, exactly. You make contact as a reconnaissance team. You're out there with six people. It's just six of you guys. And if you make contact under those circumstances, you're probably not coming back or it's going to be like a lone survivor situation. Yeah. yeah. You know? mm. um, Marcus Luttrell, for example. Um, so, yeah, it, it is dangerous in the sense that the risk is high. Um, stealth is your friend, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and, you know, also with the uh, force reconnaissance Marines, they also do direct action missions. So they're they can be door kickers, you know, so a lot of times um, – what I did was mostly just reconnaissance and surveillance. It was mm -hmm. just, you know, you lay off the target for a few days to a week ahead of time. You're sending back reports to the ship, to the landing force commander, you know, painting a picture of the situation on the ground so that they can plan their their raid or their attack or whatever. Got it. Now, there was one thing that uh, I was curious about in specifically in this movie is they mentioned that um, – because obviously it's called Heartbreak Ridge, which yeah. was uh, a battle in uh, the Korean War. Yes. Uh, but that was Army. Mm -hmm. And these guys were in the Army. They were in the infantry. And then they, was that, did that used to be a thing? All the time. Really? So you, yeah. you would go Army All to? All the time. Yep. I, okay. Yeah. Now, I will say this. Um, the reason it's that way in this movie 
yeah. is because this movie was originally written to be about the army. Well, that's oh, Clint Eastwood's yes. background, yeah, as we found out. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And, the, and the army took one look at the script and said, fuck no. <laughs> well, we were talking about something similar with um, Iron Eagle because uh, everybody likes to think that Iron Eagle is a ripoff of Top Gun, which it's Much not. the same uh, movie. But for the reason I'm about to bring up, for instance, the Air Force wouldn't have anything to do with the Iron Eagle script because it depicted... Uh, their planes being stolen yeah. and they have a strict policy against that. Whereas top no, gun, no like they were yeah. they, like, you know, the Navy was like super into it, wanted oh, to approve yeah. everything. And they were, yeah. they really liked the idea. So I don't you know. You have to wonder if someone at the air force, if there was already a policy, like had like who was the guy who went? Oh, by the way, no stealing airplane. No idiot eighteen-year-olds jacking. <laughs> yeah. I've jacking done my part today. <laughs> <laughs> we're uh, not going to lose face because of this nineteen eighties movie. Well, this is uh, you know we we're talking nineteen eighty six. So this is I think fifteenth uh, or sixteenth movie that Clint directed. Mm-hmm. Um, it, uh, it it sort of stands alone among the Eastwood directed movies. Yeah. Um, it's the only one of his war movies or his military-centered movies that he directed and starred in. Because, mm-hmm. uh, of course, he's directed since then. He's he's done, you know, Flags of Our Fathers, you know, uh, plenty of other war movies. So this one is is kind of an interesting piece. Um, it doesn't have Sandra Locke in it. So that's, <laughs> that's, that's a plus because, you know, this is right after, you know, she cursed several of his movies that would otherwise have been excellent movies. No, this has uh, the governor of uh, Nick uh, Mar- of Time. Mar- Mar- Marsha Mason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who did play, uh, okay. yeah, the governor of in was Nick it of California. Time. I, I, yeah, because they were in San Francisco. Yeah, which, which is a movie that we did uh, a while back starring yeah. Johnny Depp and Christopher Walken. Yes. Right? Yeah. The orangutan um, is also conspicuously absent. Clyde? Oh, Clyde. Yeah. Clyde. Yeah. Yeah. Clyde would have been great in Grenada. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> right turn, Clyde. Right turn, Clyde. And and also, I I might add, for those of you who are not familiar with the way the military is organized, the Marine Corps... Is part of the Navy. Oh, God, here we go. In case you weren't aware, I, uh, I was in the Navy. And I'm glad we have Jeremy here because I just, I did summer camp with the Marines in the Navy. And so I, I stole my uniforms. I still keep them. But anyway, so that's as close as I got to the Marine Corps. Well, speaking of uh, uniforms, I was going to ask because, well, first of all, Clint, he, the man fills out a Marine Corps uniform. He does. Day. Hell yes, I mean, he does. Oh, oh my God. No. Yeah. And he's, uh, I did the math. He was born in 1930, and since this mm. came out in 86, that made him 56, 56 years old, years old. Uh, during God this movie. God damn. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, when you hear it like that, it's just, yeah. you know. He oh, was old nuts. when I saw this movie. Yeah, he's 93 now. I still now. think he's old, yeah. Yeah, okay. Jesus. Uh-huh. But still in good shape. Yeah, uh, no yeah. crap. And his son is like an exact replica of him. Born, and born also, in 1986, I think. Oh, really? His son is I very, didn't know that. Yeah. I knew it was about my age. Well, so yeah, after his wife saw this movie, she's like, Clint's getting laid tonight. Yep. <laughs> but, but I was going to ask on, on uh, Clint's uniform, it looks like uh, uh, I see wings. Well, okay, so look at Mr. Brown here. We have, um, we have the silver yeah. wings here, which in the Marine Corps we call those lead sleds. 
And then, you, of course, you got the scuba bubble here, both of which he earned. I know. Isn't that weird? I'm not a poser. Those he didn't steal. He stole the uniform. So basically, somebody threw him out of an airplane and tried to drown him. Yes. And he survived. That's right. So, yeah. So the deal with the lead sleds, you get these when you graduate from jump school. And in my case, he went to jump school in New Jersey at the time. Correct. I went to Columbus. I went to Fort Benning. And when you graduate from jump school, you have five jumps that are of a specific configuration, and, and that's what earns you the lead sled. So that's what where the curly wings come from. So when you're a Marine and you go to jump school, you wear those curly wings until you can quickly get rid of them. So they have um, <clears throat> gold wings is what he's, wearing, what he's wearing there. Now... He brought documents. Uh, oh my gosh! Yeah, I just got documents. This is the most official episode people we've are, ever had. Well, and, people and, are, you know, I have you will have to take gonna, photographs so we can put them. I already on started. Store. Yeah, yeah. So. You know, podcasters are going to look at this and go, "That fat ass was never a reconnaissance <laughs> marine." <laughs> oh, so I come bearing paperwork. Proof. Um, <laughs> if it's not in writing, it never happened. So anyway, yeah. So there, there's uh, my jump school certificate. I'll be damned. Yeah. So. And then, uh, let's see. So the one that I was looking for. Now, do you have an I love me wall? I do not. I have an I love me. <laughs> what on earth okay. is that? Yeah, and I, I love me. Oh, you don't know. What yeah, it sounds I, like? It's exactly what it sounds like. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah it's, I've uh, got a huge one. Yeah. No. My wife insisted I take it down though. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. Well, marriage and emasculation. Well, you're looking for that actually. One another. Well, one of the things, and, I, and I'll, I'll put a picture of this up also, but, uh, you know, we've we haven't dedicated too many episodes to people, but I did want to actually dedicate this episode to. Uh, I recently found out that uh, there was a guy uh, who got me through some pretty tough times in high school, um, and uh, which is funny because he probably doesn't even realize he did it. But uh, you know, it's when you're young and in high school, and you know, shit happens. You know, um, but uh, he, I just found out that he retired. Uh, he was the Marine Corps. Uh, a JROTC instructor at my high school. He just retired. Jeez. Wow, fifty-seven years total. Uh, he was in, he was in in the Marine Corps. He's I think they said uh, I found an article. I think he en enlisted in '66. Mm. Oh my and he, gosh! And yeah, how many tours in Vietnam did he do? Two in Vietnam, yeah. uh, and he was in he was in uh, Beirut and. Um, he did a bunch of stuff, but he was just super cool guy. Uh, Master, Gunner, Master Gunnery Sergeant Carly Davis. We all Carly called Davis. him top. Yeah. So, uh, and the best dancer you ever saw in your life. <laughs> I mean, smooth, I wasn't expecting the that. The smoothest dancer you ever saw in your life. Uh, but no, but anyway, so I just wanted to take the opportunity to say uh, happy retirement. Happy retirement, uh, sir. Top. God knows. Right? Yeah, God, yeah, top. God knows you earned it after 57 years. Good Lord. Uh, yeah. Of serving, uh, serving the course. So uh, well done. Awesome. Um, so yeah, the well, the gold wings come, and this is the my gold wing certificate. Nice. Um, after, so you have um, five specific jumps that you have to get in order to to get the gold wings after you graduate from jump school. Now it may take you 10, 15, 20 in order to get those particular types of jumps. So you've got okay. nighttime combat equipment jumps. You've got daytime slick jumps. You've got you know whatever. Um, so. I, and I actually, interesting story, I earned my gold wings uh, doing a jump with um, Air Force combat control team guys. Those are like the special forces guys for, for the Air Force. They're the ones who like take over airfields mm -hmm. so that they can direct in friendly traffic, you know, and okay. they do it very violently. Like guys know? who do like halo jumps and yes. shit like that? Oh, yes. Well, they extract That's crazy. Pilots too, right? They yeah. Pilots yeah. behind enemy um, lines, shotguns. Those are uh, PJs. PJs. Yeah, PJs. PJs. Right. Yeah. But the CCT, yeah. So anyway, I... I got a great story about my gold wing ceremony, but but 
we may re- be out of time. But no, we're not out of time. <laughs> but we, we, yeah, we, we will definitely, yeah. yeah let's, However, we will definitely get through as many okay, stories. Yeah. As, However, oh. we do need to bring up the synopsis of this movie. Yes, yes. Uh, please Because okay. it's Dark not a Cater. given that our audience has seen it, uh, especially since yours truly just saw it for the first time <gasps> last night. I see, this time I'm not surprised. Usually when you say that, I'm a little surprised. Like, what? You've never seen it before? This one... It's weird. This one doesn't show up on cable as much. Mm-hmm. No, I've literally um, never seen this yeah, one on it, TV. Like a lot of Clint's mm-hmm. movies are on regular rotation, especially on the Western channels. And like you know, back in the nineties well, with the cable. Yeah. Well, this, this movie actually—I think I don't remember if it was NBC or ABC, but I remember uh, they got in trouble, and it might have led. Might be the reason why it didn't go on cable that much. But whoever was in charge of doing the censoring, the bleeping. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I actually remember when this happened. I was actually watching it, and when the, when the <laughs> The, I think it's the first time that Clint says clusterfuck. They just let it go. Oh, no. And, you know, being, you know, uh, this is the early 90s, you know, people, people immediately got their pens and paper. Oh, dear NBC, I can't believe, you know, my child heard my this word. My sensitive ears. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I can believe that you haven't seen this one. Yes, I have not, but I enjoyed it. So uh, the Google synopsis, because the Amazon Prime con- synopsis actually cut off mid-description, so I had to go on over to the Internet where it says that Marine Sergeant Thomas Highway, Clint Eastwood, is a decorated veteran of two wars. On his last posting before retirement, he is surrounded by officers with no combat experience who view him as an odd, even dangerous holdover. Highway is assigned to train a group of undisciplined recruits, including Corporal Stitch Jones, Mario Van Peebles, a slick hustler who has previously encountered Highway. As the old soldier prepares his men for war that they don't believe will come, the U.S. invades Grenada. Which does help to pin the movie. It's the 83 is when yes. the events are taking place. Yes. Um, and it's interesting because there's the fashion a fashion alone should tell you that when they go to the honky well, tonks. Well, <laughs> that's actually important, though, in the context of the movie, because if it, because 80, uh, 83, um, the one of the things about the movie that's a little odd is the amount of hostility that the Marines face everywhere they go. Mm. You know, they go to a bar and, you know, it's like, you know, what? Yeah. Okay. I was going to ask about that because it didn't seem like there was a lot of reason behind it. Well, so, remember, oh, ni- there's ni- a lot of reason. Yeah, ni- 19, 1983, though. Was, well, as the ignorant person in the group. Well, it's, 80, all, it's okay. 83 yeah. wasn't that far away from the end of the Vietnam War. Right. And right. remember, you see, people like us who are just, we know what life was like 2001 on. You know, the whole, you know, when you're boarding your airplane and it's like, oh, you yeah. Know, I mean, Josh you know, has faced that for years. So, right. Yeah. Absolutely. It wasn't like that back then. It's taken the, an awful lot of virtue signaling to get us where we are now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, seriously, there was a lot of, of just outright hostility yeah. towards uh, mm-hmm. towards the military. I mean, I grew up in an Air Force town and it was. I didn't think about it in that context, but it makes sense now yeah. that you say it. Mm-hmm. And like in the, mm-hmm. you know, my, my dad's, you know, he, he's told me, he's like, yeah, back in the old days, like in the, in the seventies and early eighties, you know, like people, like if they walked into the restaurant, it was like, great, you know, and they, they'd roll their eyes. Uh, Sailors and dogs keep off the grass were typically signs that I saw (laughs) when I was based in in Virginia Beach. It was quite But I repeat myself. (laughs) (laughs) Cur. Sir, as in cur. That changed a lot, though. Oh, absolutely. Throughout the 80s, you know, you had uh, the phenomenon of, you know, uh, service members changing out of their uniform when they left the base. That kind of backed off Mm -hmm. a bit. So, but I think it's an important thing to sort of frame you know, how, where the movie's taking place historically. Cause to somebody, especially a millennial, it's going to seem just bizarre. 
You know. Townies did not like did. military people. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. They yeah. did not like them. Well, except for this waitress here in this diner. Um, <laughs> oh, if only it were that easy. There's no was... sun shining in the men's job. <laughs> oh, my God. And she's just so, like, oh, oh, I'm going to take off my well, shirt Clint and go Eastwood. join Clint. I mean, God. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So Clint Eastwood yeah. gets kind of saddled with Mario Van Peebles before he realizes who he is, like that they're going to wind up in the same place. And Mario Van Peebles actually uh, robs Clint Eastwood of the little cash that he leaves behind, as well as his bus ticket to get him to. Let's talk about Mario Van Peebles for just a little bit, because he's sort of the Ayatollah um, of rock and roll. He he's kind of the standout of As the movie, says, like, like you know, because at one he can play a guitar that's not plugged in, which is really <laughs> impressive. Yeah. Um, but this was, you know, Mario Van Peebles was a guy who he he was always so close mm-hmm. to greatness. New Jack mm-hmm. City. Yeah, that was mm. that was probably the high point. Yep. You know, um, I mean, he was in the worst Jaws movie. God, he was. <laughs> he was in somehow he was actually in the worst Highlander movie. He was in a oh, Highlander movie that was right. actually worse than the second one. Collect a paycheck, Van Peebles. Is that yeah. is that yeah. is his nickname? You know, uh, but he's still acting. He's still he's doing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's doing TV stuff a lot now. Yeah. And I think he started directing. Oh, man. yeah. Cool. So, you know, good on him. I actually have always like Mario Van Peebles, you know, uh, he was in that, uh, the knockoff of battleship. What are you showing me? Um, his IMDb oh. page. Um, you know, the movie battleship with Rihanna. Oh yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. They, with they Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah. Well in yeah. the knockoff, of that movie, uh, yeah, um, <laughs> when that movie the, was horrible. The enough. asylum version, Mario Van Peebles was the, uh, the captain of Submerged. the SS Missouri. No, it was actually called American Battleships. Oh, okay. Well, Mario um, comes from a line of performers. His dad was oh, yeah. a very famous performer yeah. also. Uh, yes, and in fact, I, you know. Oh, maybe I inside story coming. I was going to wait and bring it up, but Please you know, there's the, the scene in the movie where he's in the gym working out and yes. Clint comes in to confront yes. him. Yes. The T-shirt he's wearing actually has his dad's picture on it. Oh, oh no shit! I yeah. didn't know that. <laughs> yep, that's awesome. It. That's funny. Uh, we'll have so we'll, anyway. we'll definitely highlight that. That's mm-hmm. later on. Mm-hmm. Now, you guys aren't gonna probably <clears throat> agree with me on this, but to me, the coolest uh, casting uh, decision in this movie is uh, Major Sergeant Major Choose Who. Uh, no, 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 no. You're the, talking about Major, yeah, Major, yeah, major, yeah, major Dickweed casting choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, famous, famous as playing uh, Big Ed Hurley in Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, and it's so funny because Major Malcolm Powers. Yeah, and he yeah. And yeah. played by tell me his name Everett McGill. Everett yes. McGill. Everett McGill played in. Damn near every episode of Twin Peaks, and he was in the the reboot that came out a few years ago. Nice. And it's so weird because Big Ed in Twin Peaks is literally the gentlest, nicest, most <laughs> down to earth. I mean, he's just he's a good human being that you just every time something happens, you want him to win. And it's so weird seeing him in this movie as a complete prick. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But you know, hey, he's got range, uh, so that was cool. Yeah. I, I appreciated seeing that. Yeah. No, but we uh, we gloss past the waitress. So uh, she's the one person who's a townie who does not despise the Marines because uh, <laughs> Mario Van Peebles is having a cup of coffee with Clint Eastwood in this roadside diner during their bus trip and steals his ticket, makes off with that. And so Clint gets left high and dry. But uh, he distracts the waitress from the fact that he hasn't paid the tab because Clint goes off to the restroom and she's already kind of eyeballing him anyway. And he goes... Uh, what? Because what was the initial line where he was like, um, 
she you'll said, know what, this. She, yeah, she says, "What are what are all those medals?" And he goes, "I'll never I'll never say, at least not while the sun is shining." That's yes. right. So Mario yes. Van Peebles looks at the waitress, and after Clint goes to the restroom, he's like, "He wanted me to let you know that the sun's not shining in the men's room." And so she immediately starts undoing her blouse but and you, follows but him you, in there. You forgot Mario's best line from that exchange, which is this chick is whack if she doesn't know what's 12 inches long and white. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, I miss a time when we describe things as being whack. Yeah. <laughs> like crack. What a, wiggity, glori- wiggity whack, what a glorious time. Mm-hmm. I know, and it's so funny. Anytime you see a 1980s movie where somebody raps. Jocelyn said it, that Tina is whack. It's, it's, it's just like, did, did they even try? You know, like were all the raps in the 1980s written by white guys? Well, Marky Mark, <laughs> well, Vanilla Ice. Those there were are, 90s. I know. This is the 90s, yeah. Yeah, white guys. I, I know, I was you asking the about, 80s. I said the 80s. Oh, uh, sorry, yeah, yeah, my yeah, bad. I was talking about the 80s. My bad. Vanilla wasn't in the 80s? Yeah, wasn't he? He started rapping He might have just squeaked in. No, no, he was 90s. Yeah, early okay. 90s. Yeah, early, 90s? Early, early 90s, yeah. Uh, we'll find that out for you folks. I'm looking. I have a feeling someone's looking right this second, <laughs> but I could be wrong. So the... The the movie is it's kind of similar to the you know the Top Gun vibe where you know Top Gun is a movie about people training to do something and then they go off and they do it. Mm. Vanilla know, and, Ice and, started rapping in 1985. <laughs> okay, when did Ice Ice Baby come out? Because I don't really give a shit when he started. <laughs> you, can't, you can't get yeah. that pain uh, yeah. specific about it. Yeah, no one heard about him until anyway. Then. Uh, no, but uh, so the movie t- it it follows a, a um, not a formula, but it's something we've seen before, where you have uh, it's a glimpse into people who are training to do something, and then at the end of the movie, they get the chance to do it. Right. Uh, very much like Top Gun. It's a good formula, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. you've got a military life and you've got military. Uh, things that are happening, but since they're stateside, you also get to see uh, Clint's relationship with his ex-wife, and you get to see all the sort of, you know, personal development stuff, and and then they sort of, I, I almost feel like the the Grenada part is sort of tacked on at the end. Oh, like, I, I we, agree. We, we got to do this. Like, we have to finish the movie with this. Right. Yeah, it's Top Gun-esque yeah. in that sense, because they you spend yeah. all the time stateside, and then you have to have that one big threatening mission at the end. Right, mm-hmm. right. And they both came out the same year, if I recall. Uh, yeah, both 86. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it, it was, a, was a common formula. But yeah, it's, they had the in, it was mostly internal conflict. And what I love about it is, you know, Clint was clearly originally stationed someplace where he didn't belong. Right. Yeah. And then he got orders back, you know, to <laughs> the Top Gun or to whatever, <laughs> Force Recon. I love I love the lieutenant in this just because he, he <laughs> you know, it's like you kind of need to bore me. Yeah. But, but oh, the lieutenant. He, no, the no, lieutenant. No, no, the lieutenant. Yeah. There, there you go. Hey, you devil dogs. Yeah. Let's go attack that hill. The only thing he was missing was a pipe. Would you have dressed this way regardless, like, to look like him if I hadn't said something? Probably not. <laughs> yeah. You baited me and I didn't switch. Well, because, you know, you see the lieutenant and he's considerably younger than Clint and Clint cannot believe that he's got to answer to that young gunman officer. Oh, no, he's used to it. He's he's used to that. But he was like outraged when they told him, you know, that's or you're still gonna officer. bitch about it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even if you know it's coming, oh, you're still okay. gonna bitch about it. Well, yeah. He seemed grumpy about it. Uh, but, this um, will be say a bitching marine is a happy marine. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I like the fact that they sh- that they begin with Clint in jail. Um mm-hmm. 
Because was it Chesty Puller who said that? We're, oh, yeah, take, yeah, take yeah. me, take to, the me to the brig. That's where we see the real Marines. <laughs> and and now, now, you know, certainly after this, it became much less you know, cool. cool to be, you know, to be a troublemaker and end up in jail. Um, no, but getting drunk, you know, while you're working. And, and pissing on a police vehicle, evidently. It was actually standard procedure back in the 70s and early 80s. Oh, oh. so you're saying you've done it? Well, it seemed like the thing to do at the time. Well, remember, hey, the I, was the, I was the lieutenant. <laughs> yeah. You were the rule follower. Was the I right. was not him. He had I could have a wine, an alcoholic wine. <laughs> well, I might have an alcoholic drink tonight. An alcoholic wine. Because <laughs> yeah, as soon as I saw the lieutenant, of course, I texted all the guys in this room saying, I didn't know Mr. Brown was in this movie. <laughs> now, now, Jeremy, tell us a little bit as we watch the uh, the Quonset Hut yeah. um, so, beat down. Okay, so interestingly enough, this is supposed to be set at Camp Lejeune, North Carolina, which is... You watch this is definitely not Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. <laughs> it's like, okay. it's Camp Lejeune, California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah. Camp, this is actually filmed on Camp Pendleton, though, and this is oh. in the Camp Talega area of uh, Camp Pendleton. So, First Recon Battalion was involved in this, and you'll okay. see a lot of the guys, you know, who are not you, you, when they, when they meet up for formation outside for PT. Mm-hmm. A lot of the guys who were not named characters; those yeah. are actually first. Recon Battalion, Recon Marines. Oh, so anybody who didn't receive a nickname, like Profile. Exactly, you know, where he stops. And then he looks down and he sees the other guys and they're good to go. So he turns around and heads back. (laughs) Those guys who are good to go were actually first Recon Battalion Marines. How badass would that have been? Yeah. To be in a fucking place. And in fact, the platoon sergeant, who um, is kind kind of a little short guy, is a buddy of mine. His name is Alex Bello. What? What? That's so cool. So he's, he's, I'd say he's a legend in the recon community. But it, probably because he was in this movie, <laughs> although he was a good guy, he's a great guy. Couldn't hurt. But, um, but anyway, yeah. This so this this whole scene is ridiculous. <laughs> so, there is no reconnaissance unit anywhere in the Marine Corps this fucking nasty. <laughs> and that's one of the things that the Army had such a problem with was like, like we're not we are not going to represent any kind of unit as nasty and undisciplined as this. Mm-hmm. You know, well because it's like, isn't stripes for yeah, crying out. Loud. Well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's it's, yeah. it's like stripes. Actually, it's more like you know porkies. <laughs> You know, or it's like Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, yeah, of but course. in the Marines. Yeah. yeah, it's so entirely unrealistic. And and the whole the whole idea of that their their platoon sergeant beforehand was this guy was about to retire, and and, and the word that Major Powers used was road. Road It's warrior. an acronym. Yep. Retired on active duty, meaning yes. he just kind of kicked back and took it easy because he's he's on the bus soon. He's a short timer. Yeah. And he just kind of let them lapse into mediocrity. Oh. That shit don't happen. Not in the Marine Corps. Not in any unit. Marine Corps, but especially not in a reconnaissance unit. See, right. it, it, it's got to be tough to write a movie like this, though, because there, there's sort of like, particularly in an 80s movie, you've got sort of a bucket of the usual stuff that you go to. Yeah, you have your tropes your, that are kind of required. Tropes, you yeah. know? But it's sort of like, okay, well, there are a bunch of slobs and he's got to whip them all into shape. Well, that's not very realistic. Okay. Well, then what the hell, well, what do we do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know? exactly. Like with Top Gun, you had... You know, it, it was different because Top Gun, it centered around one person going through the training. And his whole issue was that he shouldn't have been there. He was number two, but then he became number one under bad circumstances. And he's got all the, you know, psychological stuff. But Top Gun was also, I feel, more serious. Mm-hmm. This movie is tongue-in-cheek-ish. Kind, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I, and I, <clears throat> I think it's one of the things about the movie that it doesn't necessarily bug me, but it's hard to pin down the tone you know like what is it uh what kind of movie am i watching you know and it begins with you know with clint in jail 
So that's sort of like, okay, it's Clint Eastwood in jail. He's a kind of troublemaking guy down on his luck. But then the tone tone kind of drifts a little bit. Because most of his movies are very strict on tone. Like they start off on a particular note and that gives you everything you know what to expect throughout the movie. Like this one, you're right. It it was a little wishy-washy. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's it's a tough movie to write. And it was written, there were three screenwriters, um, which always sort of, that's going to mess your tone up right there. Yeah, too many cooks in the kitchen. Well, you've got three screenwriters and you've got, Clint Eastwood directing it. So it really doesn't matter what the fuck you wrote. Clint's going to do it his way, you know, and, and he did. And, you know, um, and it, it's, um, it's amazing that this movie is, is directed by the same guy who directed Unforgiven, you know, because when you just look at the, the, the weight of Unforgiven compared to something like this, it's, it's a fact, you know, the guy's got range yeah. and he's still doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still directing. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's working on a movie right now. I love that. Oh, oh yeah. 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 He's, he yeah. is. Yeah. Cause he had, uh, what, uh, macho. Macho. Uh, grande. Cry macho. Cry macho. Cry macho. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one was what, two, like two years ago. Yes. Well, and you're not kidding about the range because we mentioned this on the Princess Bride episode. At one point he was one of the guys in Hollywood trying to make that movie a reality because that's, that's there amazing. were so many yeah. different elements. Uh, I think it was him. Uh, let me double check on that. It was definitely Robert Redford, but I think Clint had his hands on the manuscript or excuse me, the script for a minute. Uh, and then it finally wound up with, um, who's the guy who directed it? Um, oh, I'm blanking, but yeah. What was it Rob Reiner? Yeah, it was Rob, Rob Reiner. Reiner. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, yeah. you. Um, but so it went through a multitude of hands before it got made, but uh, I'm relatively sure Clint was one of the guys who was trying to make it happen. Hmm. Now, one of the uh, the other cool aspects of this, and I think this is just a neat addition to it, is the fact that they have, you know, so Clint, um, he's going back to not his hometown, but what he considers to be his home. Mm-hmm. And one of the reasons he considers it to be his home is because his ex-wife is there. Mm-hmm. And he harbors this desire to get back with his ex-wife. And what is he doing? As, as And I, I, I love this. Only Clint Eastwood could have pulled this off. But what is he doing to try to woo her back? What is his strategy? He's reading magazines on how to communicate with the female <laughs> yeah, gender. Yeah, yeah. And I love how he keeps saying like, oh, no, somebody must have left those here. Yo, yeah. man, these ain't your magazines. <laughs> yeah. well, no, she, somebody must have left them there. Well, he even says that to her when he's in his own <laughs> yeah. truck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. I don't know who was there, but somebody, yeah, somebody must have left them there. there. Somebody I, snuck in and left magazines sensitivity magazines. Who? That's like saying you don't even know parents, how to read, you know, with like weed. And it's like, no, nah, somebody must have left it there, officer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> But that's so that is, um, you know, sort of the internal part of Clint's story is, you know, he has this desire to finish up his Marine Corps career correctly, go out on a high note. Um, He wants to get these Marines into uh, into shape so that they won't get killed the first time that they that they see action. A good goal. A good goal. And he wants to get his ex-wife back. And surprise, surprise, Clint Eastwood succeeds on all three. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I mean, when has Clint not gotten the girl? How many times has that happened? Jesus, exactly. Uh, well, play uh, Misty for me. Okay, but but uh, you know the the time that Clint was in the service, it was a bit misogynist, would you say? Well, yeah. And I I met I met Carlos Hathcock. Does that oh, name that, nice. that rings a bell to you? Yeah, of yeah. course, absolutely. So he was uh, he was the most, sniper in the Marine Corps. the most renowned sniper in the Marine Corps. He he retired. He was I guess had uh, multiple sclerosis or something, but mm. he retired in oh, Virginia Beach, and we were starting a pistol team. And he was 
one of our coaches, which was really cool. But the stories he would tell, it's like, yeah, you know, my wife called me at the office once mm-hmm. and she never did it again because <laughs> he reamed her out. You never, ever bother me oh, God, when I'm yeah. at work. Right. That is not a place for what, what women. Is what must that be like? <laughs> it's yeah. It's just that was, you know, cause I'm, I'm part of the new generation, yeah, a little kinder, say, gentler yeah. you know, service members. And I was like, Ooh, okay. Yeah. That was, that was harsh, but that's what Hathcock came from. And I, I guarantee that they had a rough, a rough go at it because, you know, there's the, the core, which is number one. Yeah. And then your wife, which is probably a satellite around mm-hmm. whatever you do. And then he was trying to pull that satellite into the, you know, yeah. into the nucleus of his life, which is not easy, but I think that he was able to most likely make the transition. Bo Svensson, bar owner. Uh, yeah. Yes. He was actually yeah. a Marine. Uh, no, Which is no. interesting. He's he's playing a Marine hater in this movie, <laughs> yeah. you know. But he was actually he was, he was on Dallas, wasn't he? Well, I, I think I, he was. I, I think believe it, he was Walking Tall Part Two. Yeah. Oh yeah, god, yeah. there was. Uh, yeah. I forget who was when you in can't one. get Joe Don Baker back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joe Don Baker. That's right. <laughs> and then it was Bo Svensson. Yeah. Um, but we've actually, you know, we've mentioned that before uh, on the show that the whole idea that um, you know military spouses and just what they go through you know, and, and all the stresses, you know, cause it's, 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 it's good to see it brought up and the movie deals with it a little bit. Yeah. Um, because it, I mean, she's absolutely correct. And, you know, there's the scene later on where she talks about watching the news, you know, just wanting to see a picture of his face, but you know? not wanting to, because but, that would yeah. probably mean yeah, that he died. Scene. Yeah. 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 And the scene. worst part is not knowing, like sitting yeah. there wondering if something had happened to you, just the, the, you know, the limbo of that was torturous for her, evidently. Well, and that's Aggie. We haven't mentioned her name yet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Which, what is that? I'm sure it's Agnes, probably. Okay, I'm Agatha? guessing. Yeah. It wasn't Agatha. 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 Believe it or Agatha. not, I, I put the subtitles in at the end because I couldn't hear what he was calling her, but it's it's Agarisa or there's some weird Agnatha? name. Agnatha? Oh, Agnatha. Maybe, they were, maybe they were an ABBA fan. It was uh, screenwriter. Was Agnatimus. <laughs> it's something like that. But but even in the credits, it's, it's Aggie. So you don't know. But it, it's, it's yeah, an unusual she, Even name. on IMDb, it yeah. just says Aggie on there. But yeah, uh, she apparently has taken, a, taken on a new lover before Clint came back to get her. Uh, and she's cocktailing at the palace. So that's her new exciting career. Uh, but yeah. he well, goes she's to, making ends meet, man. Yeah. You know, she's yeah. just. Oh, no, yeah. I'm not making fun of yeah. her job. It's I mean, just, there's no senior proms looming on her horizon. <laughs> well, yeah. there's a, a senior prom hanging on. Well, her but she horizon. will someday be the governor of California. But, and then Johnny Depp yeah, but, is going to threaten to kill her. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> she's got that going. Walken. Oh, Johnny. Yeah. Those are the only two things I know her from. You, you uh, cocktail and all wrong. Um, but the, um, you know, you can't separate the, the movie from the fact that it's a Clint Eastwood movie. And that always makes me ask the question. Um, if you, if you take this Clint Eastwood movie or, or any other Clint Eastwood movie and you take Clint out and you put somebody else in there, would it still be a movie that you want to go, go and see? You know, it's like John Wayne. I mean, like <clears throat> nine out of 10 John Wayne movies. Well, who <clears throat> even comes close in this case? So like the tough guys of Hollywood, like the Harrison Fords, the who do you think could even come uh, close Harrison to stepping in? I don't, I don't see Harrison Ford. Uh, He's foppish cons- <laughs> compared, compared to Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Yeah, see, this thing, it can't be somebody like Arnold because that would be too that, ridiculous. Yeah, too ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's got to be more realistic. Damn it, we need um, Darby here. <laughs> it's Stallone... Mm. I mean, though he did. Hey, let's get you guys in the shape. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He yeah, did we've got to do First Blood because mm. that's uh, First Blood is one of those movies that is absolutely like it. It has not, such a difference from the rest of the franchise. 
you know. Uh, yeah. It's such a good movie on its own, and it just, it's powerful. It was a serious movie. It very and then serious. it got very campy after yeah. that. And then it yeah. turned into Hot Shots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kinda, yeah. <laughs> Hot shots part two. Well, there was enormous competition between Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm. and the the, the they bar, were like frenemies. <laughs> the bar is how many people do did I kill in a film, and that's what Commando because he mm-hmm. I'm going to show Stallone he like killed thousands of oh, people yeah, in yeah. Commando. <laughs> yeah, but but yeah, that that was not. This was a little bit more less campy. Ah, uh, there's my there's my buddy Alex right there in the front. Oh wait, mm. which one? The Which one? The one in the front Clint next Clint to Clint. Right that's oh, Alex okay. I knew he, you can tell him too. He's built like a fire plug. Yeah, which, he did not or, fit in with the other guys. That's for sure. So I mean, like being in you know for Marine being in this movie must be like someone in the Navy being in the birdcage. I mean, like oh. <laughs> exactly the same. <laughs> hey, you were calling the Air Force gay, so I had to. I had to balance it out. I had to balance it. It's, I love you, Navy guys. It's said with love. Yes, of it's course. Natural, naturally. Um, I love the uh, the 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 bit in this movie though, where he shows up every day with a different T-shirt mm-hmm. because Just, he tells them they all need to match. Yeah, if you're not wearing the same shirt I'm wearing, you you can't wear a shirt when we're doing PT. And he just but then the next day. Because the way he phrases well, it, the rules change from day to day. So he shows up the first day and none of the guy's shirts match. So he says because of that, they have to take them off. Then the next day, he comes out in a yellow shirt instead of the green. And they're like, what? All of our shirts match, Gunner? And he goes, Gunny, uh, Gunny whatever. Sorry. Uh, they're like, all of our shirts Gunner. match. And he goes, do they match mine? And they're like, oh, what the hell? And they had to take their shirts off again. Yeah. And then he consistently wears a different shirt every day. But... He accomplishes the goal because they eventually figure out mm. how they to adapt, to overcome, adapt, and overcome. Right. Yeah, exactly. Which, well, it's it, what I love about the relationship between a gunnery sergeant and his team is: at first, you think that he's he hates you, right? right? But it's it, so not that. No, yeah, and then so you that. begin to develop this relationship with your gunnery sergeant. It's almost a you know a, a macho love because you know he's doing this to keep you alive. Yeah, I mean well, that is the whole reason. Well, they they teach um, they teach judges uh, who do criminal court, and they you know they say when you're when you're dealing with a uh, sentencing somebody, you know you do this you do the breakdown build up thing, where you have to break this person down to the ground. But you, you can't just do that and leave it there. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to build them back up again so that you come back. You, you come out of the situation with something that is more valuable than you went into. And that's what he's doing in this. And I actually I love the scene. I can't remember the guy's name. Um, the guy who says my, my my rifle jammed and he turns <laughs> profile. Yeah, <laughs> profile. But then he has profile running mm-hmm. and he falls. Yep. And what does he say? Because uh, he falls in the major season fall. Yeah, don't give well, the prick the satisfaction. Yeah, and it's <laughs> he and does you, know every word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you see the pride coming up. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and, and that pride is so cool. And you see Clint building them up again. You know, and then it's all of a sudden like you know, hey, we die for this guy, and that's, that's well, and it really shifts when he takes on um, Everett McGill toward the end of the movie when they get to Grenada. Right, because yeah, sure. uh, yeah. no, they actually have a fight, and then yeah. uh, after that, uh, the other 
officers are trying to say that Clint Eastwood used live ammunition on his men mm-hmm. to get him into trouble. Which he did. And they, <laughs> no, he totally did, but they you stood know. up for him because they spend all of their time trying to plot against him at first because they don't like what a hard ass he is. But then by the end, uh, when he's being accused of something serious, they all circle the wagons and they're like, we don't have shit to say to you. Like, yeah. get out of our faces. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they come full circle for... Well, Clint. well, and you, you see that also, too, because for much of the movie uh, early on, they keep talking about the Swede. You know, when the Swede, yeah. gets, out, when the Swede gets out of the brig, he's going he's, he's gonna, to, what, what does he say? Swede is an, he's, <laughs> Swede is an interesting character because you have, you have, there's not a single reconnaissance Marine in the world that looks like Swede. You <laughs> I mean, cannot that, keep that kind of muscle when you're. Running and swimming. Like oh, yeah, that he's, yeah, he's, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah um, he's a yeah. bodybuilder, Swede. But he's Swede's a, yeah, gonna, you know, professional, uh, strong guy. Rip he would have sank straight to the shit down his neck. Yeah, there <laughs> you go. But it's great though, because when the Swede shows up, um, and he does try to take down, uh, Highway, and Highway, of course, being Clint Eastwood, just easily right. <laughs> <laughs> neutralizes him. him yeah. But he says, you know, sir, I'll wait outside for the MPs. And what does Clint do? The hell you will. Yeah. 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 You're going to become a Marine right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because what's, what's the fucking point of sending you back to the brig? Yeah. You know, it's not going to do anything, you know, let's, let's make something. So yeah, that was, that was instant respect, instant rapport. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the sort of thing that makes a guy go, holy shit, I would die for this dude. You know, uh, I do have a question in, okay. When in the Corps, if you're, um, you know, Lance Corporal Mm -hmm. and you've, you're talking to, uh, Sergeant Major. Mm. Do you say yes, sir, no, sir, or is it yes, Sergeant Major, no, Sergeant Major? Yeah, okay. no, you, okay. yes, sir is right. reserved. Yeah. That's just for officers. Because they work for yeah. a living. Look, it's right. Adam. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Lieutenant Vic. Go ahead. <laughs> Excellent. Would you like me to join you? <laughs> I, no, I've got a doctor's appointment. <laughs> I just I just love how he, he manages. War. Does he give himself a paper cut or is he it does. Yeah, yeah. No, a staple? I think yeah, it's a staple. Staple. And this guy really didn't go in to do a whole bunch more. I looked him up. He he didn't he didn't let the world. Well, he's, on fire. he's right here. Oh, that's yes, true. <laughs> yeah, yes, he became. I, I joined two people here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you do feel for the uh, for the lieutenant though, because he's he's not a dickhead. No, no. and he does back up Clint. He's uh, going to become a very good officer someday <laughs> if he lives. Yeah, if he lives, <laughs> yeah, if he lives long enough. Well, he's like you know you kind of wish your dad was like him. You yeah, know? like <laughs> dad, I wrecked the car. Oh, don't worry about it, son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Accidents happen. <laughs> you know. um, how uh, now? When we're seeing them running the obstacle course, yeah. Um, and I don't even want to ask how realistic is it because I'm sure it's not. But that was going to be my question. So some of well. it is. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Some I, of it is. I've run courses like that at Little yeah. Creek. Yeah. You know, I just never fell on my face and stayed there and had someone pick me up. You just keep going. But yeah. But no, those ropes that I bet you that's the that's the Pendleton. That's the confidence course. Yeah. And I haven't been to Pendleton, so I, I, I'm not sure. Now, I, was now, a I don't think you would wear your medals on your camis. Not during, during that. Not no, during not that. training. No, and I noticed no. when they were going into combat, that it would be awful shiny, you know, yeah. out in the field. Yeah. That you would not wear <laughs> yeah. any of these medals. In fact, sometimes you don't even wear your insignia, you know, because snipers will, will look for insignia and, and take out the senior mm-hmm. officers. Oh, yeah, all those yep. sparkly stars make yeah. good targets. Yeah, yeah exactly. Well, so I guess, uh, you know, and we can, you know, we, we do have a break coming up, uh, but when we get back, one of the things I want to know is what about the movie stands out, uh, you know, the pros, what's something that's like, yeah, that, they got that, they nailed that. And what's something that they just absolutely, <laughs> and I see, 
the smile on your face. Where do you begin? We'll give him the break to think about that. All right. So we are going to be back in about one second. And we're back. Yay. Yay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. No, we are back and we are continuing to watch uh, 1986's Heartbreak Ridge. Um, and uh, we've just gotten to, and we were getting some good conversation off camera. Yeah. You guys were talking about mm-hmm. uh, about jumping. You were just chatting about the type of parachute they were using. Yeah, help me out. Radio. I don't remember. Yeah, that's uh, that looks to be a, a T10 Variant or something. When I when I was in the jump school, we used a T10 Charlie. So that that may be like an Alpha or a Bravo. I'm not sure what they were up to at that but, point. But you saw those two slits in the back, right? Yeah. You know what those yeah. are for? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the well, air... tell the audience doesn't know though. Oh, for yes. those of you who don't know, he's he's more the expert than I am. But I did jump out of an airplane, and and when the when the you know when the canopy is open, the air goes up and blows out the back, so you can actually steer it. Yeah. And you have these these what do they call them? toggles well, or something? Toggles. I can't well, except on the T10. Now, on the newer ones, they did, but on the T10, you didn't have toggles. You actually had to reach up and grab a handful of risers and pull them into your oh chest. Oh, my God. Which is why it, yeah. at jump school, before you go in, every day before you go in the chow hall, you've got to get up on the pull-up bars and do like 10 pull-ups or something before you can even go in to eat. Damn. You know, and because, and, and it's one of those things where it's like in the military, you do, you'll do things, they'll have you doing things, you're like, why the fuck am I doing this? It's kind of like Miyagi, you know, so why am I wax on, wax off? Yeah. This makes no sense. And then at some point you get, to do it, and you're like, ah, then you piece exactly it all why. together. Yeah. yeah. So there, that, that was the thing is like, Michigan. yeah, you know, you, you reach <laughs> up, you know, if you want to steer a certain way, you pull, pull the riser into your chest, and and you never you you turn into the wind, right? Because yes. they had about a three to five mile per hour speed, right, in, in yeah. dead air. So if you if the wind was five miles per hour and you were with the wind, you were doing ten miles per hour when you hit the ground, and it would hurt. Yeah. yeah. But if yeah. you could turn into the wind and it you know, balanced out, then you drop straight down. You did your parachute land, PLF, do they PLF, call it PLS? Yes. Yeah, Science. parachute landing falls. Yeah. See, and that, yeah. you know, hearing this, the, one of the things that worries me about the state of affairs in the world today is, you know, the military is this huge collection of uh, shared knowledge. You know, mm-hmm. you have people who have been doing things and they pass the lessons on, they pass the lessons on. And the with the recruitment numbers going with the direction they're going, it's like you have to wonder about the brain drain. You know, all of, you know, because you have people who have, you know, people who were fighting in Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. These were guys who had served in Vietnam. Many of them, mm-hmm. not, I mean. The senior guys, yes. Yeah, yeah, the yes. senior guys, you know. Um, and then sort of goes on and on and on. And I don't know, it's it just, it, it's it's interesting to look at the mentality of the military in 1986, mm-hmm. uh, 85, 86, compared to today. And I'm not necessarily saying it's all bad. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's. It's there, different. It's yeah, different. it's different, you know. The, you know, the, and we went through a transition after Vietnam. We were yes. talking about before where people used to spit on those with uniforms yeah. and and uh, dogs and sailors keep off the grass. I don't know if it said that online, but that's that's mm-hmm. the signs we saw in Virginia Beach to uh, being revered and people yeah. thanking you for your service. But I was reading in the news lately now that we're no longer technically at war in Afghanistan. It's a whole different mindset. Usually yeah. it was you're training your Marines to go to war, to go to yeah. war. And now yeah. it's like training your Marines... To get a college education. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> you know? a be, it's the be all you can be mentality. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, and you're right about that shift because Josh has experienced everything from being called a baby killer to uh, people coming up and thanking him for his service. And it's kind of a toss up as to which one he hates more. <laughs> well, yeah, because, and, and, and it's the, weird. The assumptions that people make when they see someone in uniform, mm-hmm. just they just all of these assumptions about what they are, who they are, what they've done. And it's like, 
and the questions it's, they get asked that are so wildly it's an individual. inappropriate. You don't, yeah. you don't have a fucking clue. No. I, you know, I, ran the, I ran the motor pool in Omaha, Nebraska. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you shovel you're, shit in Louisiana. You're yeah. welcome for that service. Yes. Yeah, like, even family members uh, on well, like Veterans Day, they would text me and say, hey, can I have Josh's number so I can thank him for his service? And I would say, absolutely no. not. Yeah don't, yeah, don't do that. No, you cannot. Well, I mean, like, uh, you know, Clint was what? Uh, he hates it. During the Korean War, he was mostly a swimming instructor. He was at, uh, right, it was right. California. According, according to that, uh, that piece you said. He was around. a lifeguard, yes. yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you, don't, you can't assume anything, you know. Um, no, but that's a great story. I think we well, should talk about it. Tell us why swimming saved Absolutely. his life. You've yes. said this before, but... Uh, yeah, I think two episodes ago. I know. I, it's <laughs> like, when you get to be my but we're age. on Rumble now or whatever it is. No, we are, on, we are on X. We're we are, on we, X. We are on X. I'm not on X at the moment, for those of you watching the yeah, show right now. He's no, no, we, we, we are focusing on Twitter because I just got so fucking tired of YouTube blocking all our videos. Yeah. Well, good. Um, because the copyright flags, it's like... Uh, in fact, our last episode, um, Revenge of the Nerds, mm-hmm. holy crap. They like super double secret blocked that one. I mean, it was like all of Earth is not allowed to see this video wow. because of copyright. Right, uh, of course. Flags. The algorithm just hits stuff. But X, we, we're in? Yeah, because okay. yeah, every other platform out there, fair use is fair use. Okay. No, Good. I just saw that yeah. you posted on X that we are also on Rumble. Yeah, so we're also, you can yeah, find yeah, us there can, too, yeah. despite we, what Jason just but we said. Want, we want to focus people towards Twitter, though. Yes. So, yeah, or X. So, if you're on X, please feel free to follow us at your leisure at Hindsight on X. Please yes. do. Please yes. do. Follow us. It's very important. Yes. It is. It is. If you want this show to continue, and even if you don't, just follow us on it. Yeah, if you hate us, let us know. Yeah. I'd yeah. love that. Like they haven't done that thing. in a while, actually. No, we haven't had anybody openly hate us <laughs> in a while, which kind of makes me think we're slipping. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Perhaps. I've not been doing enough annoying impressions or something. I don't, I don't know. know what it is. One of us is going to have to have a scandal or something. Not it. Now, interestingly enough, uh, Mario wrote all of these little ditties that you see here. Like, surprise, surprise. They were just so yes. well written. Yeah. I actually wrote the, the, uh, the one poet. down that they're doing at the moment because uh, this is where the gang is like shifted. Mm-hmm. Uh, the paradigm has changed and they like Highway now. Mm-hmm. And they were singing, Don't Mess with the Scarface Highway, the baddest jarhead that there is. Yep. <laughs> that is uh, Those... Mario Van Peebles' lyrics right oh, there. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that, that's that's the sort of stuff that got him that sweet uh, Highlander three. Uh, <laughs> there should have only been one. Yeah, there should. Have been. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, just really quickly. So Clint Eastwood was drafted in 1951 during the the height of the Korean War. He was 21 years old at the time, and he got the choice duty of being a lifeguard in some Southern California base. It might have been Pendleton. I can't remember. But he he grabbed a hop home to Seattle to visit some people, and he knew he had to get back. But all the flights were canceled. So he bumped into a pilot who was flying, I think, a, a, a Mitchell bomber or something. And he climbed aboard with the, with the guy and they ran out of gas before they got to the airport and crashed in the ocean. <laughs> and it was Clint Eastwood's, you know, swimming prowess that literally helped them. To, they saw, they saw a, a, um, a lighthouse, you know, it was dark, right? And then, and then they swam to the lighthouse and got out. And it was the newspaper article that had Clint Eastwood as this hero that was noticed by Hollywood. Probably with a shirtless photograph of him standing, <laughs> yes, you know. I know. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's not. always in a very good shape, right? Oh, yeah. And so that got him his first audition and his first gig. He was signed on as a, as a, a contract player at Warner Brothers or something wow. like that. And then Rawhide and and, and the... Yeah, the, the, the Korean War gave us a couple of... Uh, it, had there not been a Korean War, I mean, uh, Chuck Norris, that's where he learned karate. Yeah. Was when he, yeah. Was, he was in Korea. 
you know, so, uh, you know, it, it's, it's funny, like you have a lot of these tough guy actors that we grew up with who really had tough guy backgrounds. Yeah. You know, they weren't posers, you know, right. Clint, Clint was, Clint was Clint. Now, I, just, Clint. I want to bring up, and this yeah. is, this is for Jeremy. When I watch Clint, <laughs> he, he does fill out the uniform. Well, clearly he works out. He mm -hmm. looks really yeah. good, mm -hmm. but there's a certain softness to him like lack of crispness that every marine when they salute i mean it's a pop okay. yeah it's a pop and okay. you know he, he kind of a couple times gave the the the, the army i would say army well, salute because okay, he so was active say, say, get it together okay Clint. this is maybe one thing he accidentally got right okay is that i will say this this is at least the way it was when i was in the marine corps reconnaissance guys tend to be a little slacker all right fair okay. enough okay. They, they they want they don't really want to be seen as garrison guys who are sharp and creased and shiny all the time. You know I mean? We, right. We buff shine our boots. We do a lazy rolling of our sleeves and we, you know, we let our hair get as long oh. as they will possibly <laughs> let it. No, that's good to know. That's yeah. good to know. So, Which couldn't so. have been that long. No, <laughs> nah. at the time it was, uh, you know, zero to three. You okay. could have three inches on top and, and it had to be, you know, Faded. Has right that shifted over time? Do they change that every so often? Not very often. Okay. Not very often. Yeah, because despite the fact that it was a comedy, that was Josh's main gripe with Stripes, because he was like, there's no uh, way that guy's uh, yeah. going to have that hair in well, the army. Like, and I was like, honey, it's, it's a Bill it's Murray it's, movie. Yes. <laughs> like, give me a break. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's like watching Hot Shots and complaining yeah. about the reality. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but I, I do have a quick story about probably similar to what you're talking about, how the recon guys were a little, little uh, slacker. I was I went as instructor school and down at Damn Neck and I was in with a whole smattering of different sailors and one was a Navy SEAL. His name was yeah. Frank Cucci. Right, he was a first class petty <laughs> officer. Phrasing Frank first. Cucci. Boom. Nice. That's why he became a SEAL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a tough motherfucker out there. Um, <laughs> like a boy named. He grew up hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. But being being the you know the straight laced spit and polish garrison kind of officer no. when i went when i went to class he had hair that was touching his ears and the whole time i'm like they're steaming you know at how you know Were you really is, yo i was i was because you know i had really short hair and i, I was spitting polish and i'm like this enlisted should i go up and talk to him and well, someone is going to say something excuse me so the instructor excuse me, sir. No, sir. <laughs> sir 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 i challenge you to fisty cups <laughs> sir dear sir i respectfully you to prepare yourself for one devil of a skirmish. <laughs> you devil dog with your long hair. But it's super funny because then the instructor who knew him comes down and he makes a comment about his hair. And I'm like, okay, finally, the instructor brings it up. He goes, hey, Frank, I saw, I noticed you cut your hair for class. I really appreciate it because as a seal, <laughs> his hair was down around his shoulders because they had to blend in yeah. in, in Afghanistan and all that stuff oh, and yeah, all the places just, they fought. And yeah. I was just like, well, good thing I didn't talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'd have gotten your ass beat. But, but the, the nice yeah, we thing would have is, had to have a special uh, like a wheelchair accessible place for you to get into the studio. <laughs> Break we, those we, skinny legs. We became best buddies and there was a there was a shooting range off base and he would bring as much ammo as we wanted. He'd just go into the, into <laughs> oh, the armory fuck. and just bring all awesome. pieces oh, of ammo. Oh my God. And uh, he brought his MP five and he trained me in combat shooting and all that kind of stuff it was very cool and and then yeah. he gave me he gave me this uh oh beret 
Which with I a have bag of chips with in it. With a bag of chips in it. Just a joke. Vintage. Yeah. Nice. Vintage but chips. I'm surprised you're not wearing your hat collection. Well, I didn't want to mess my hair See, up. it's interesting you say that about the, the difference, you know, in the sort of level of like spit and polish and crease yeah. and all that. Because the senior Marine instructor that I knew, and nobody liked it. Everyone hated this guy. He was a major, I won't say his name, he's dead now. But he was fanatical mm-hmm. about like, you know, oh, there's a threat. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's this. And Top never... He was just, he was more the, well, did you get it done? Did you do what you needed? Good. Congratulations. You Mm -hmm. did. By the way, if you, you know, fix that, you know. Yeah. Oh, well, just like any difference between, uh, you know, Winters and Sobel and Band of Brothers. Yeah. You know, you, you, you have guys who, who major on in the minors, you know, shit that don't matter, you know, but that's, but that's how they feel important and that's how they exert their power. Do you ever see what, what happened to Sobel? Like how, like his story ended? It is like the saddest fucking story. Yeah. I mean, like he ended up like none of his kids came to his funeral. Mm-hmm. Oh. Um, oh yeah. He like, he, he either, he didn't kill, like he tried to kill himself, but it, it was a failed attempt. And mm. I mean, it was, it was a nasty story. Okay. But it's interesting. A lot of guys from Easy Company credit him um, with there, there, there's a couple of interviews I've seen where, where, uh, easy company veterans have said like, yeah, I mean, he was an asshole, but I, it kind of got me used to dealing with, sure. you know, misery. Mm-hmm. And what did we have in Bastogne? Misery. Misery. Start <laughs> to finish. Like, yeah, yeah. Nothing yeah. but misery. Yeah. Um, so we are, <laughs> we're, we're at the crux of the movie. Now, well, do they still use the paints like that. Yes. We had, we absolutely. had sticks. Yeah. You would peel it, but now yeah. they use the liquid yeah. stuff, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So that nighttime looking, it's a bit slapdash. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> I just well, love this. How it's like, um, it's like they, they've been, they've been activated. They, they, they're on a ship now. And he's just, he's telling them now that we're about to go into combat and suddenly it's a surprise to them. Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> what? what? Nah, man, I forgot my sunscreen. You know? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's one of those things where you you have uh, you have to have the somebody who's got the perspective of the audience, mm-hmm. and so it's like they there's no one else, there's no every man they can pick, so mm-hmm. it's just these Marines. So you find out when the audience finds out. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, good. This is awesome. This is what we're doing today. Well, and regarding that shift in tone, Jason, where you said it never really solidifies what that is, uh, we just had a relatively poignant conversation between Aggie and Highway because he's been quasi fighting to get her back and trying to woo her with this, you know, the sensitive vocabulary and sayings and whatnot. But uh, then she busts the news to him at uh, the party the night before he ships out that uh, her boyfriend asked her to marry him. Mm-hmm. And but in a movie, normally that would be like, oh, everybody's heart breaks for the hero. But it's, he's just like, there are movies and there are Clint Eastwood movies. Mm, right. And. This is this is a Clint Eastwood movie, so you know. Well, what I loved about that scene, <laughs> I love this scene. and the closing oh. scene, well, when they're all hitting the beach, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah, in a minute. But, but you know, it's just as she mentioned that they got the call right to activate, and so they didn't have any chance to talk about it. That's a good so, point. So it leaves it completely hanging. Yeah. So at the very end. I don't want to spoil it. It's a 1986 well, film. But when you see when you see Marsha Mason again, you're like, what happened? And then you know, yeah. it's happy ending. But my question is, was this, was this, did they film an exercise here? That's a good question. I have no because idea. Because you see, now there's they nothing. This. Yeah. You know, but but there But I mean there's there's Amtrak's, there's I mean they, they Gator that was an expensive yeah. exercise it was, it, film. Yeah. yeah, but don't forget the DOD when when they do decide they're gonna bless a movie. 
Um, I mean, look at Top Gun. Look at every Bond movie. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I mean, there's just they they spend a shit ton of money. Look at even uh, Toy Soldiers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Toy Soldiers. Holy crap! It's like it should say starring the U.S. Army. You know, because right. yeah. there is so much hardware at the end of that movie. I've never helicast that close to shore. I was going to ask if you ever did <laughs> no. that before. Oh, helicast, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Never that close to shore because they, you know, too you're, you're obvious. Or... Swim for a long time. Oh, you never gotcha. do it in the middle of the day either. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, then that um, that could mean that this might have been something bespoke for the movie. Then, yeah. You oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That they were, yeah, and, and and like I said, I mean, they were especially for somebody like Clint because I think this is Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. Yeah, probably. Especially, yeah. Yeah, I bet you it is. It's probably not it, really know, Grenada. What's amazing to me, too, is that I, I would love to take a survey and see how many people have ever even heard the word Grenada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had. No, I, I know, but I mean, you know, like, I'm just saying, I don't think the average person even knows that there was a thing. Let alone, like, it's where grenades yeah. were invented, right? Yeah, that's where grenades <laughs> came from, yeah. No, but it's like this little blip in history, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, it was quick. Yeah, it was quick. It was, it was. Uh, well, and they, they mentioned it. They call it the Isle of Spice and because uh, that's where yeah. like the rum runners and the spice runners used to go. That's right. And yeah. I knew all about that. That's an Isle of Spice. It's 150 miles <laughs> north of Venezuela. <laughs> and we're going to attack it. And that's like the one the piece of dogs. random information he knows. Yeah. When was the last time you said, let's get them devil dogs? Never. You've said it about eight times just tonight. I, so, I, can't, uh, I can't help it. I, I'm inspired by the lieutenant. Now, did you go to Paris Island or San Diego? Paris Island. Paris yeah. Island, yeah. yeah. I've been to Paris Being Island. Being an East Coaster, too. yeah. So, I went there for spring break. I'm a little <laughs> different. I, I, I've, I've always wondered if we invaded Granada because the British had their Falklands War the year before and we just felt left out. No, we're going to keep the Falkland <laughs> Islands. You know? For because, strategic <clears throat> sheep purposes. Well, yeah, you know, because it was, it was always weird. It was like the, the Grenada thing always puzzled me because... It was, it was a situation that had been going on for years, and then just all of a sudden, uh, there's supposedly a, a request for help, and they, you know, uh, you guys, I'm sure, are familiar with the term causus belli, which is Latin for bullshit reason for going to war. Right. You know, and I, it was, it's always just sort of stuck out to me, like, what was actually going on? What was the actual thinking um, I mean, I, granted, it was a low casualty thing. I don't, right. you know, um, I don't know the number off the top of my head, how many people didn't come home, but still, you know, and I'm, you know, we, re- we rescued what college students, medical mm-hmm. students. Mm-hmm. I think it was medical students, medical students. And then, yeah. but then six years later, we invaded Panama, if you recall. Yeah. And I couldn't remember exactly why we did that. Either. Noriega. Yeah. Noriega. But there again, you know. Regime change is not the final answer. <laughs> right. Why were we seeking regime change? I have change? A, not I to have get a, too political. But, a, the, a guy I know who was, uh, he was a SEAL and he was in Panama and he got, uh, it, it, the funny part comes at the end, he got shot. Uh, and, and no, no, he said, he said, he's like, you know, he's like laying there bleeding and bleeding, bleeding. And he's like, you know, this is it. It's over with. I'm going to die. And then all of a sudden mm-hmm. here's this corpsman. And he said, I've never in my life thought that I would want to have sex with a man so bad. <laughs> he was feeling lightheaded. Yeah, but he was like, if, that, if well, he had asked. Massive yes. blood loss can make yeah. you stupid. Uh, and he lived, so it's a I mean, if you tried to kiss yeah. me, I mean, would I resist? How hard would I resist <laughs> yeah. it? How hard is he well, going for me? Like, has he patched up the wound yet? That's the real issue. You know. You know, I'm pretty negotiable up till, you know. <laughs> Doesn't mean we're going to be taking warm showers <laughs> together in the middle of the night. No, how God. many times does he say that? Oh, my four times. Yeah. You know? yeah, that's his that's his shtick. It's almost or like you, you want Mario and people to look yeah. at him and go, dude, do you want to go take a hot shower? Yeah, I really kind of yeah. do. 
<laughs> we saw right, Mario getting on. out of that hot shower in the very beginning, and you know he's you know, well, been stuck uh, on that imagery ever since. At a different time, after don't ask, don't, don't tell. Perhaps Clint <laughs> might have been a different man. You never know. You, you hope not, but you um, never know. Mario's going to stay away from water, though. You know he got eaten by a shark once, but he lived. <laughs> <laughs> but he lived. He he got. He, this is a man who was swallowed by a great white shark, and, and all it lived. did was tear his t-shirt up. Oh wow! Yeah, so yeah. God, that's such a bad movie. Oh, Lordy. <laughs> so, yeah, this scene here actually is based on a true event. They 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 did that. With the, with the steam shovel? Yeah, with the, yeah exactly. Not so, steam shovels anymore, I guess. Good Lord, when I was man. young, they were steam, steam shovels. shovels. <laughs> now, what about the boonie hat? Horseless carriage. Oh, boonie hat. Yeah. Okay, so that's... Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, would you, would you have regular is... skin above it, or would you cover it? I, I think you would cover it, right? With, with camouflage. Wait, what? Oh, oh, yeah. No, when he no, takes we, his hat off, you can oh, actually do oh, it. Oh, his oh, head oh, pops. I, I, yeah, what yeah. moron puts on his cami paint after he puts his boonie <laughs> hat on? Like, Come on. Well, that's oh. that's because the makeup artist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, the, yeah, the, bo- the, boonie, the boonie thing was, you know, everybody was, God, we just want to wear the boonie. Well, because it's the coolest hat in it the is, world. It is. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, hands down. But yeah, this this scene, this apparently actually happened um, with, in Grenada, yeah. with, with a guy, you know, hot wiring a bulldozer. To provide it, cover. Oddly enough, it reminded me of Austin Powers when the guy's about to get hit by the steamroller and it takes 10 minutes going. These guys, because one guy actually gets run over behind the sandbags and you're just like, that wasn't really yeah. that fast of a vehicle, yeah. bud. Like, yeah. I guess the the gamble is that if you jump out from behind the you're sandbags, gonna you're going to get shot. Yeah. But like, yeah. but wait. imminent doom. No! There's got to be a Wilhelm scream in here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Poor profile. Spoiler mm. alert. Well, Cl- Clint he, he actually would 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 show a little bit of recoil, you know, with, with the blanks mm-hmm. that they fired. Mm-hmm. The rest of them didn't. They were just shooting, shooting willy nilly, probably think, taking out their own people. I think that's sort of the problem I have with the end of the movie because it's like it just sort of devolves into a not particularly great '80s action. And what ending. the fuck is Mario doing here? I don't know. He's you have Mario no Van idea how deep was, that water is. I thought it's he was like, going to eat it for sure because Lord. he, you know, stands out away from the men. Like, you know, he's a sitting duck in the water. Yep. It's no like, what are you doing? Yeah, I seriously thought Van he was going to die. In a danger area. There's a shark in there, dude. Yeah, there's a shark. <laughs> And if, and if one, of those, of one of those guys isn't a Highlander, you know, he's impervious to, exactly. to bullets. But they, I mean, they are remarkably lucky considering all the oh, firing yeah. that goes on because, uh, like I said, spoiler alert, Profile is the only one who dies, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Out of all those he dudes. He gets Profile. Nah. Well, and Profiling you know, is yeah. wrong. Yeah. And sadly, he... He was dead eight years after that. He was. Yeah. Do tell. Yeah. I don't know this Was story. it complications from AIDS? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah the actor. Yeah. Are you being facetious right now? No, no, no. no, no. Okay, no. I was yeah. like, no, yeah. that came in, out of left field. He died Which was in an interesting thing because I always wondered, every time I watched this movie, whether he, you know, was really taking offense in real life to all the homophobic yeah, the, slurs the, in it, you know, it, people, because the yeah. actor who played Profile was really gay. Yeah, because no. they do have a lot of derogatory terms for gays in this movie, mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm. And Clint does make that comment all the time, like, we're not going to take showers together and swap <laughs> spit, boy. Like, it's just ridiculous. But uh, yeah. his check cleared, apparently. Well, <laughs> I mean, he signed on for a Clint Eastwood movie about the Marine Corps. He Probably yeah. knew what he was getting himself into. <laughs> well, in another know. term I didn't understand. So since you've seen this movie a zillion times, Jeremy, uh, he says it a couple of times when he's dismissing something kind of gruffly, Clint Eastwood, he'll say, oh, panther piss. What is that? That's that's a Clintism. That's not yeah. a military thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I was like, did I've I miss something? Anyone yeah. use the expression no, that's, that's a, like a boomer thing. <laughs> 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 a boomer. 
boomer, are, are you talking boomer submarines <laughs> or baby boomer? Baby boomer. Oh, okay. Because no. I'm both. Can it be but, both? <laughs> it can be right here. Okay, so I was confused. I, I think I that was I think that was a screenwriting attempt to well, it's a Clint movie. We need a either a catchphrase or something that's repeatable. Hee haw. So they so they just they gave him that and it just didn't work. Yep. You know. Well, one, yeah. one I mean question. that's like even in the in the uh, Dirty Harry movies. I mean, you end up with what was the one where he kept saying your shit out of luck? Uh, I think that was a Magnum Force. It's like they just would come up with something. Go ahead and make my to day. Try, but, to but, try to but do But Dirty that, Harry yeah. was also a Marine. I think they revealed that in, in uh, really? the oh, Enforcer. Yeah. Oh. But no, question. You were talking about the how the Force Recon didn't want to be like Garrison. Now, when you marched, because I, whenever I marched with Marines, I could never understand anything. And they were Now, Clint doesn't do that. He's like, left, right, left. Yeah. Would a Marine yeah. ever do that? Sure. Yeah, if you can't okay. sing. Yeah, all right. You know. Got it. What was your favorite cadence? Oh, right. we, can't, oh, we, can't, oh we can't mention <laughs> that. What was, oh, there we go. Our gratuitous Naked, nudity. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, the man, one hot I, chick that decides to take a shower in the middle of a war. In the middle of being held hostage. Yep. Exactly. I got to remember to put the Epstein picture up again. <laughs> <laughs> That's our, our censored logo is, is Jeffrey Epstein. So. Well, and it's funny because there's it, only once in the movie, though, so that'd I, be easy. I didn't realize that Profile was gay in real life, but it's funny because mm -hmm. isn't he the one that gets like a couple of smooches off of one of the med students? And he liked mm -hmm. it a lot. Yeah, this yeah. is coming yeah. up right now because he's like, oh, that chick kissed me four times. I'm in love. Yeah. Like, it was so cute. <laughs> he was deep in the closet. Yeah. I want to have sex with her vagina. <laughs> what wait, are the way to parts? way to play? <laughs> the vagina yeah. is not One of those students the kissed me. I think I'm in love. And Gunny's like, "What was his name?" He <laughs> <laughs> was a girl, Gunny. Uh, the irony there is uh, not. Missed. You know, it's 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 funny the the contrast. It it, it it may have been that way in the '80s, but in I know in the '90s. We we didn't really have the homophobia like that. We embraced the shit out of it. And, you know, I always tell people that was one of the the most stark transitions back to civilian life for me was you had to be careful what you joked around about because people have people don't understand that sense of humor. Mm. So it's like you know you you can't drop a pin in the platoon office. Bend over and pick it up without either getting humped into submission <laughs> or have everybody go like, "Woo, baby!" You know, nice hands. Um, but it, yeah, so we just we just embraced that shit. Now, I did have one buddy who was Ooh. had one uh -oh. buddy who was friends or friends, pals or pals, but buddies. He was fiercely homophobic yep. and and um, not mean about it per se, but he just did not like talking about it, didn't like hearing about it, didn't like knowing it existed. Ostrich mm -hmm. syndrome. Yes, and um, the 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 funny. <laughs> I have a saying, which is, you know, if you don't want people to get your goat, don't let them know where you've got him hid. Exactly. <laughs> I remember as the first time as, I heard you yes, say that. I love that expression. As soon as we knew that he was oh, homophobic, it. like it, it was over. Yeah. And I had a friend named, I had a friend named Joe Black, believe it or not, Joe Black, meet Joe Black, um, who found this out and was relentless. <laughs> <laughs> and you would ask him at least two or three times a day. Dude, when are you gonna let me fuck you in the ass? <laughs> oh. He's like, get away from me, man. Get, get, what are you doing? What are you doing? He's like, dude, he's like, doesn't it feel good when you take a shit? He's like, yes. He's like, look, it'll only, it'll only hurt 50% of the time. And, and it would just, just yeah. drive him into a rage. That oh, is that no. I think is one of the most important lessons to teach a young kid is exactly what you said. Never, ever let on that something bugs you. Because your friends, like truly your friends. Are gonna just fuck with you. I mean, that's what <laughs> the, the three of us do. Well, well, I mean, it, much yeah. Yeah, very similar. I had a friend of mine who uh, was incredibly—he was pathologically terrified that somebody would think he was gay. <laughs> I mean, just like 
it you could not make a joke around him like that. Was he remarkably effeminate? Like what? Where was this fear based out of? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Oh, he, he watches the show, so I have to be a bit careful. He was not, no, he's not effeminate, but he was very, uh, he was a lot like Seinfeld. You know, he was very okay, neat. Okay, so he was it's extremely, a little nebulous. extremely yeah. clean person. Got it. And we went on a training trip to San Francisco. And the whole time we're in San Francisco. Oh, I mean, no. the entire time. Like, he <laughs> oh, was no. he was at a gift shop, and he was looking for, a, like, a, a sweater or something because it was cold. Mm -hmm. And he's talking to this really hot girl, work, you know, shop girl. Mm -hmm. And I could tell he's getting, you know, getting the vibe on. So I go, and I get a, another top, and I walk up behind him, and I'm sort of, like, <laughs> <laughs> holding it up, like, seeing if it fits. Sweetie, this looks <laughs> yeah, like it'll fit you. Yeah, that's oh, exactly God. what I did. <laughs> You were such an asshole. <laughs> we went to, uh, you know, because it's a business trip. You know, he's like, you go out to dinner, yeah. right? We don't have a kitchen. So we go out to uh, some restaurant, and it's San Francisco. So two guys, reasonably well-dressed, walk in, and they, they take <laughs> us to this little quiet romantic table Aww. in the back, and he causes such a scene. Um, <laughs> this dude already tried to jump me earlier with a sweater. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> Never let on, because you're friends, because I love him like a brother. I mean, I'd die for this guy. He's one of my oldest friends ever, but I'm going to fuck with him about that <laughs> forever. Uh, now, uh, let's talk about the uh, the fairly famous uh, credit card phone call. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Tell yes. us. Tell well, us. we haven't brought up the credit cards at all. So what's the deal with the credit cards? Talk to us. With Mario Van Peebles. Wasn't that just in that one scene? Well, I mean. No, no, no. They start from the beginning. I mean, he's he references an enlisted his credit guy. Cards. So, he's a young enlisted guy, so he's going to have a mountain of debt. Well, when, yeah. you, <laughs> when you first meet him. And Camaros he's playing, aren't cheap. <laughs> when he's first playing in the very first bar uh, before he and Clint uh, get on the bus together and he gets tossed out of the bar, he says something about like, oh, yeah, I've always got my plastic. Mm -hmm. And then at the diner where he's trying to get out without paying, mm -hmm. he goes, you know what, man, uh, you've been nice to me and you gave me that beer on the bus or whatever. He's like, I got my plastic. He references it like three or four times. Oh, yeah. okay. And then when this comes up, he's got like a folding wallet that's like it must have been, must have been awesome cards. before the internet ooh, you ooh, could just you ooh, could just f defraud ooh. everyone yeah <laughs> military know? guys ooh, and college ooh. students are prime targets for I yeah. think Mr. Well, Brown absolutely. has something ooh, he wants yes. to share yes there, <laughs> <laughs> there was a time when having plastic was a sign of prestige it was yes, yeah. yes. and and I, I didn't have my first credit card until I was like 22, 23 years old. Now kids have them when they're teenagers oh, they give them, and everything. First day of college, yeah. they sign them up. So, so I, you know, I, I didn't know what it meant to them. So if you could flip out a bunch of credit cards as an enlisted guy, I bet yeah. you that that was a way to show I'm a player. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is something that's very important when you're in active combat. Well, you're a young man. You know, and this is this is all oh, this is all so this, this is all about containing the qualities of young men and focusing it in a useful direction. Yeah. You know. Uh, but so yeah, yeah, there they are. But so cards. so they need to uh, they they are pinned down mm -hmm. and let's pull it up. Actually, I'll put it on the big screen. They have no radio comms back to the ship. And so, <clears> what is their what is their clever solution? Yeah, so they called uh, um, the called back to Camp Lejeune. Yeah, and I got an operator and had her patch them through to Twenty Fourth Marine Amphibious Unit, and they relayed the message. To the ship, and they were able to get him some fire on target. But Mario's mm -hmm. hot wiring technical skills come to save the day again because he hot wired mm -hmm. the, um, mm -hmm. the the telephone line, the, the tractor, the tractor, and the tractor. then uh, yeah. also the telephone the line, steam yeah. steam. <laughs> the steam shovel, the steam shovel. He hot wired that horseless carriage. Um, <laughs> they didn't have an ice box there, so <laughs> they, they had to go with the steam shovel. <laughs> Bully, we're taking this hill. <laughs> 
Righto. Um, anyway. How was San Juan Hill? Was that? Uh... I, I, that was before my was time. Teddy as tough as they make out. I got to know Teddy, but he was a young guy back then. They still then. had muskets when he was enlisted, but you know. <laughs> well, you know, it was tough when the Navy we went from. We teased because we cared. When they, when they made, the transition from sail to steam was a, was a, it was a culture shock. Oh, oh. Okay, back to the movie. What's going on here? We have some exciting stuff here. Uh, well, the the, the movie itself, the, as far as the character stuff, and is, is pretty much anything that is, you know, <clears throat> within the sort of structure of the three act plot and all that stuff, it's already happened. And that's why I say this sort of feels tacked on. Sure, uh, not in a bad way. I mean. You could say the same thing about Top Gun. Right. You know, mm -hmm. they needed some kind of enemy conflict. You, ha you can't have a movie like this and not end it with an extended action sequence. Uh, and they were very sparing on the action through the rest of the movie. Mm. There wasn't a lot of typical Clint Eastwood action. Right. I mean, you had what, one, or, one of, or two fights? Lots uh, of character development. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to end it this way. Um, and oh, you're right, Adam. He's got like that patch of skin that's not covered by his paint. <laughs> that's awesome. Clint was done. I didn't know if that was a recon thing or not. It is not. <laughs> okay, no. I didn't think so. <laughs> you dumbos. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know how to apply your makeup? My God. <laughs> but so the, the most of the movie is wrapped up, uh, and really now we get a bit of comeuppance. Uh, because we have uh, Big Ed finally gets his comeuppance because <laughs> mm -hmm. he's been harassing. Because he has this irrational hatred of 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 Highway the whole movie. Yeah, Major mm -hmm. Powers. Yeah, Major Powers. He decides to pick on Clint one and, last time. And, and there's this there's this theme of the new Marine Corps. Mm -hmm. It's the mm -hmm. new Marine Corps, which I'm not really sure what that even is supposed to mean. It's like it's the Marine Corps that isn't all about shooting i mean that's kind of in the well, job description well, until recently the marine corps were all in vietnam they were all grizzled veterans the, these were kind of pretty boys that, that's what i think they were saying okay the army navy air force well Marines. and that, kind of what we talked about earlier with that that shift from being you know the guy who gets drunk and starts fights out in town and spends a lot of time in jail versus you know right. what they were trying to move into was you know Men of honor who were respectable and obeyed the law and, you know. And now do they don't even have, like, officers and enlisted clubs on some bases. They, do they not? They've bulldozed them over. There's See, no more drinking. Yeah, I went back to New London to, to check out the junior officers club where I used to hang out all the time. Gone. Empty parking lot. Just take. Because oh, apparently drunk driving is frowned upon. I don't <laughs> get it. But uh, Yeah, but if you're on, you can just walk yeah. home. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I don't know. That, that was the thing, though. <clears throat> I mean, it's amazing how many young service members died in drunk driving accidents. My dad. Or uh, wound up marrying <clears throat> strippers. <laughs> my, my, my dad uh, drove a, uh, a tow truck and he, uh, back in the 60s, he drove a tow truck. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, it was pretty much, you know, uh, during the week it was quiet. And the weekend it was just peeling Air Force guys off trees. Mm. And there was like one tree in particular. He just knew every weekend he was going to be wow, there. It was, there, was a, there was a dead man's curve and it was right outside the base. And, you know, you get a young kid, gets his first paycheck, never had a paycheck before, puts a down payment on a car, wraps it around a tree, mm. you know. Well, they did. They always put a smashed up car right at the entrance of the base. Yeah. And I'll, I'll never forget yeah. the chief of the boat taking us there. You see that stuff on the windshield? That's brain matter. Oh, God. <laughs> brain matter. I was like, oh, God. Thanks. Thanks, chief. <laughs> Appreciate Brain that. matter. 
Yeah, it things just took a turn for the dark, guys. Way to go. <laughs> well, you know, well, I was trying to lighten it up a little bit. I, I, oh, yeah. And I failed miserably. <laughs> oh, God. So the um, at the end, the body count uh, is low. We've only got one person on, on our on our team, on that our dies. cast yeah. that died, and that was Profile. Um, and and I, I did find it a little, I, I don't know, there, there's a part in the movie earlier where Highway and I can't remember the other, um, his friend. Um, Chusu. Ch- yeah. Yeah. Sergeant and they, the, you know, they yeah. say, well, we're one and one. Yeah. Oh, one, 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 one. one and one. And then after Granada, it's like, oh, we're not a one on one anymore. And it's sort of like, I don't <laughs> really know that that. <laughs> Moves the, but still, you know, this is more of an exhibition game. I don't know. Yeah. Count yeah, this one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, no disrespect, man, but, uh, you know, so we've, we've got, um, the major who is again trying to, even after everything has happened and, and trying obvious, to mess with Clint, yeah. he's still trying to fuck with Clint, but who comes to save him? It's the Colonel that, <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Mr. Brown's character. Mm-hmm. No, oh, no, 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 no. He stands no, up for no. him and says he approved the, yeah, I'm talking. He gets okay. the colonel. heat off. He gets the heat off temporarily, but then the colonel lands in from the chopper, mm-hmm. okay. and, and who who recognized Gunny Highway, someone yeah. he served with back in Incheon or something like that. No, it was Vietnam, some Vietnam place. And and you know when you serve together, I mean that's a bond that you know some wily you know, snot nosed major is not going <laughs> not going to get in between, especially one that came over from supply. supply. Maybe you ought to go back there. You good at it? I love that line. <laughs> Maybe you ought to go back and there. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. I love when he just said, Major, you're starting to bore me or something <laughs> like that. I forget what he said, but it was. No, yeah. that was exactly what he said. He's going to have to say it now. Yeah. And then, you know, we have the uh, Everybody Returns Home, and presumably that's it for Clint's career, is he's, yeah. he's going to retire now. Yeah. Mario oh, signs back up. Major. Yeah. Major, Mario. Yeah. You're beginning to bore the living hell out of me. <laughs> well, and that's another thing about combat when you've had, you know, rounds shot at you and you've been hit a few times. You know, the little things don't bother you as much. <laughs> and and in fact, you know, when hazing in college came to a screeching end, when they used to, it was almost like a fraternity freshman in, in yeah. every college had Tell to wear us. beanies and yeah, things yeah. like that. It's when the 23 year old GI Bill guys yeah. from, from yeah. World War II came <laughs> and some snot nosed 18, you know, or 20 year old who had never seen combat tried to tell, you're going to wear this beanie. They just beat the shit <laughs> out of him. Yeah. And then it was it's like overnight, happening. the, uh, the uh, hazing ended. And well, you could see you're not going to haze Gunny. Gunny. Well, yeah, well, and, of, uh, well, I was going to say another cultural thing, too, is, I mean, you know, being not that many years after Vietnam, Vietnam was a time when officers did occasionally get killed, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. For uh, a particular reason? Who, or? Fr- oh, like, well, we, yeah, we, fragged, we fragged yeah, Lieutenant fragged. Captain Niedermeyer, yeah. remember that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what were you going to say, Jeremy? Well, I was going to say, uh, uh, to your point, you know, when I went to SEER school, which I have the certificate here too, um, <laughs> but when I went to SEER school, um, it was in Brunswick, Maine, and that was Commander O'Sullivan, who spent five, six, seven years in Hanoi Hilton. And he was one of the most, he was one of the coolest, most laid back guys I'd ever met in my life. You could not, this guy was completely unflappable. And he, he was just an amazing guy. Cause you I mean, Every day you wake up and you're not in the Hanoi Hilton is oh, yeah. a good day. Oh know? yeah. Yeah. Talk about a reframe. Yeah. You know. I mean your whole perspective on life is is gonna be very vastly different. Um really the movie sort of winds down. Well yeah. Mario comes kind of full circle because he takes on responsibility and re ups 
mm-hmm. with the Marines, yeah. whereas yeah. Clint's retiring. He decides his music career is probably not going to pay the bills. Yeah, but he's got like a pack of women waiting for him when they fly back stateside. So uh, I think that was the real reason he was even doing the music uh, to begin with. That's the one thing that this movie does get right about Marines. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The pack of women. The tail chases you. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but uh, good old Clint, they don't really explain this because the last we see her, Aggie, his ex-wife, she says, you know, Rob has asked me to marry him or whatever the guy's name is. And then she's all in white when he comes back stateside. Mm-hmm. So you have to wonder if she ran out on her wedding to go. Oh, that's a good point. She's going to jump in the back of his, uh, his Trans Am and. And, and, and before we sign off, I, Bye, have, Sheriff. Sorry, I, didn't marry your boy. I, I have to make a point here. Uh-oh. Something that they, they don't train you to do in force recon that he can do very well is handle a straight razor. That, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's very important that before we go that we might want to what bring. What are you getting Absolutely. Up. Absolutely. So take a look at Jeremy's shirt, Hindsiders. <laughs> that will tell you a lot. <laughs> he loves hair pie. Oh, that's meat pie. Oh, Sorry. God damn uh, it. Cut his microphone off, for the love of God. As we tweeted out earlier, Jeremy is not only a Marine, he's also one hell of an actor. Oh, my yes, God. And he one, hell of, a, one hell of an up-and-coming actor, too. We get to say we knew him when. Yeah. That's the, that's the back cool when story. he was cheating on his taxes <laughs> yeah, and forcing his roommate into drag. He still returns our calls. What do you mean, back when? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what you and Mr. Brown get up to when I'm not in the room, so. But. Extremely exciting news. Jeremy is going to be not in Sweeney Todd. You are. I am. Sweeney, Sweeney Todd. He is Sweeney Todd. I thought he was just a side dancer. I didn't know he was. I saw him tap dancing Thankful online. Was, uh, Sweeney has no choreography in the show. It's I thought great. he was Andy's character from The Office. <laughs> Give us the deets, though. Yes, what theater and what are the dates? Deets? Yes, so we are. Uh, this is at the Focal Center in, um, in Cumming. Um which is a very beautiful facility if you've ever seen it. I've never uh, been. I'm looking yeah, forward it's got to a, it. A gorgeous, the, the main stage is a 2,000 seat theater um, with the stages is every big as big as the Fox or something like that. But we're actually going to be doing this in the Black Box, which oh. is a 200 seat uh, state of the art facility. Dang. That's a big Black Box. Really wow. Nice. Yeah. It's nice. That's the, a big the lighting, box. The sound, uh, it's it's, it's amazing. It's so a funny. big Black Box. Yes. Um, so, we yes, we are. Um, we're doing running for two weekends, um, the last two weekends in October. So to close out your spooky season, hooray! Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but Go we'll see be doing a barber, uh, Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. We'll have you know one show each. Saturdays we're doing two shows. So the Thursday and Friday shows are uh, what are we saying? Seven thirty. Uh, and then on Saturday, we'll have a 2 o'clock show and a 7.30. And on Sunday, we'll have just a 2 o'clock matinee. And, and do we get to hear some singing and dancing and all that In the show? Stuff? You must yeah. come to well, see right the show. Here, <laughs> you mean right now before we sign off. I'll no, take yes, it where yes. I can get there it. Will be, um, there'll, be, there'll be a lot of singing, you know, and um, um, a lot of blood. not a lot of dancing. Actually, we're, we're going easy on the blood. Oh. I mean, there will be, <laughs> okay. there will be a little blood, bit of blood. But it's Is not there gonna a splash? Gushing like yeah, there's a splash. It's not going to be, like, yeah. be like Tim Burton, Sweeney Todd. Well, know, which... Tim is fond of throwing fake blood Ooh. on Johnny. That's really why yeah. that one was so particularly yeah. bloody. But yeah, I'm this um, particularly proud of this one. This Yay. is kind of the culmination of my community theater career thus far. 
And, awesome. and for our Australian listeners, make your flight arrangements now. Don't yeah, wait till exactly, the last minute because yeah. the ticket prices go way up. Yeah. It'll take you about two weeks to get here anyway, so just come on down. Well, yeah, they go on like kangaroo boats. So. <laughs> I don't even know. But we, we'll make sure to put a link up, and uh, we're going to get a copy. We'll scan the poster. We'll put all that information up. Uh, so uh, it, please support local theater. We are all huge fans of, of local theater, and especially this one. No, oh, yes. Especially this one. Uh, we hope at some point that uh, Jeremy will grace one of our productions again. Well, of course. Uh, yeah. We just have to plan one. We just have to, <laughs> you know, and, decide on one. <laughs> yes, yeah. It'll happen. Yeah, eventually. Uh, but other than that, I think it's uh, Alf to Seinfeld. Yep. So, uh, Darth, you're obviously a straight, straight five. five. Yeah. Because uh, as, again, with uh, the new audience on Twitter, uh, Alf to Seinfeld, not a scale of how good the movie is, a scale of how it held up. Uh, if you've never seen it before, it's a straight five. It means it's the same today as it was yesterday. And that, that applies, too, if it's still, you know, you feel the exact same way about yeah. it, even if yeah. you have seen it before. Yeah. So the five is technically the perfect score, whereas yeah. ALF, the lowest portion of the scale, is <laughs> the worst because ALF, as kids, we thought he was hilarious, tuned into that show all the yes. time. Then you grow up and watch it again, you and you realize it's a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, Seinfeld being the best at a yeah. 10 because uh, when you were a kid, watching an episode of Seinfeld was equivalent to your mom running into her best friend Janice at the grocery store, talking for 45 minutes, and you felt like you were dying a slow, terrible death. You're going to get so much mileage out of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> so it's a prime mileage, example yeah. for those who don't know. So uh, Seinfeld is the best but because now you watch Seinfeld, and it's absolutely yeah. brilliant. You can relate to it. So I'm going to tell you it's a, it's a straight five for me, too, because this is one of those movies that's you know, it, it's always been there, you know, and uh, watching it today, it's no different than watching it, you know, years ago. So it's a straight five for me also. Yep. And one last question before you guys rate the movie. Heartbreak Ridge didn't really feature that much. They mention it once. Well, yeah, that's just. So, but it, I guess it was just that key give it kind a cool of 80s. Title. Well, yeah, you yeah. give it the title and then, of course, you have the moment where it's like, hey. That's the name of the movie. And that, I mean, but that's it. They never go into detail about it. Days of Thunder. It. I don't think there's one thunderstorm. <laughs> and I think the working title was Hot Showers. <laughs> and and they decided to change it rather quickly. <laughs> anyway, you guys go ahead and rate no, I, this movie. I, uh, straight fives for me. I loved it when it came out. I was... Mature enough to see it in the theater. I he saw wants it in the to theater shower and, with Clint. And, and I love, well, I've always been in love <laughs> in a very platonic way with Clint Eastwood. Mm -hmm. and, and of course, having Jeremy here to answer those Force Recon questions that I only had to surmise, being a poser with the Marines. A it was hoser. It made, yeah, hoser. <laughs> it was, uh, it, no, it was a great experience and always happy to see Jeremy. Again. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah straight fives for me as well. It's uh, this, this, you know, I'm so biased. I mean, this, this, movie has a special place in my heart because it, it was this this and full metal jacket were the two movies i watched <laughs> the most in the late 80s because you know i joined the marine corps in 1990 and i knew i was going to be a marine from the time i was a freshman in high school so this movie and full metal jacket was, so was regular fare so was the army the army a personal hero of yours <laughs> what, what's that uh full metal full metal jacket Harley oh, oh, sorry Army. yeah yeah absolutely. No, 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 I think no, you, you did. Said, yeah, I think you, you did. did. Oh. <laughs> he was a nice guy. I met him once. He yeah. Was, he really? Was, yeah, after um, when he started doing Mail Call, um, yeah. uh, which was, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. it was early Army being, because he did comedy stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, towards yeah. the end, you know. But anyway, um, Darth, if you would like to 
Yes, absolutely. So Hindsiders, thank you so much for joining us on X, on Rumble, wherever you're streaming this podcast. We thank you for joining us for your drive time, your listening time, your swapping spit with Clint Eastwood time. We don't care what kind of time. This has been Darth, Adam, Jason, and Jeremy with Heartbreak Ridge on Hindsight. And good night. Uh